Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glenn. What's up, brother? Love that song, by the way. You know, we have a link to it on the uh, in the resource room, and uh, it's a good, great song. So I happened to go to a funeral this week, and um, and they played some music. Mm-hmm. They played a couple of guys' uh, favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So on the way home, I'm in the car with my wife, and, and Jen says, hey, you know, would you want music at your funeral? I'm like, absolutely. I got my five songs already picked out. She's like, let me guess. U240? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely right. Back in black? No, not back in black, but uh, U240. Um, I mean, it was, without a doubt, my new life song. I will sing a new song. You know, and the funny thing it. is, the, the backstory to that song, I think we might have talked about it before, but it was, the album was complete, but they had they had a segment still. They'd completed what production for an album, and and they had decided that they had to fill in a little bit more, and Bono had had his bible there and picked out this verse that's amazing and and they just went in and canned it and 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 now it's become a show you know they're they're closed out for every show it's crazy i know it's like 11 minutes yeah now and and so you know i was came with jen she's like well these songs are all three minutes right I'm like, no, I want the extended version oh, of all of them. Brother. So one's like, one's like nine minutes. The U2 one's 11 minutes. Another one's eight minutes. I'm going to bring a double espresso shot to your wake, dude. <laughs> dude I'm going to need to stay awake. That's so funny. But uh, no, I got my uh, my five songs picked out. You got but, your publishers picked out? Uh, yeah, I got 18 of them. Beautiful. I did know. I make the cut? Yes, you did, man. All right, beautiful. You're right up front need, leading everybody. I need the foot part though i need the, no you're I need up there no the, i can't carry the body carrying the flag no, no. You're, you're leading oh i'm leading the yeah, procession you're leading the procession okay all right or, that's or is it recession is it a, sure is it a heavy flag yes it is okay all right but you'll do great hey what's on topic today hey let's uh, speaking of speaking of old timers yeah right um no i i think i think uh we were talking the other day at the coffee shop um and we have a I mean, we have a passion for everybody. Let's just cut to the chase. We have a passion for everybody from sober curious up to if you got 72 years of sobriety, right? Um, you know, but we deal a lot with newcomers, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we listen to newcomers and we're involved with newcomers. We talk to them. We go to newcomer meetings, you know, and uh, we just love being being a hand for somebody mm-hmm. that's trying to find the sober path, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... We, we heard the term old-timers, or something came up, and we were talking about old-timers. So mm. I said, hey, let's get together and, and have that as an episode, right? Let's get some advice, right, from old-timers, mm-hmm. quote-unquote old-timers. Right. So you wrote down some some key you know pieces of advice and nuggets that you've gripped on and applied through your life. And then I thought I'd have some, some kind of tongue-in-cheek ways to look at old-timers, right? Mm. Because as newcomers... I mean, there's a perception of old timers. Are we old? Are we old timers? No, no, no way, man. Not you're not you're not you're not buying it, huh? No, I don't think it. I mean, I have seven years. I don't think that's an old timer. No. Do you? Well, I know a guy that's <clears throat> just turned fifty-one years, 
Um, so that's, he, that's kind of an old timer. He sends me a text every day. I mean, he. So he's he, still grinding away. Oh, he's grinding I away. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Little, little clippets from In the. Fact, uh, I'm from writing the, that down. We're going to come back to that. Okay. All right. Keep all right. Grinding. Keep grinding. I love it. Um, yeah. So, you know, but I look up to anybody who's got a week of sobriety. I mean, because I got something I can learn from them. But but you're right. We put a little more weight into somebody who's got the 14, 20, 36 years um, or tend to put a little more weight into that um, just because it's it's just tough to get your arms around. That's why I relate, like you said, to the newcomer, because I can I can totally it's fresh in my brain. The challenges that they may be facing and how they're overcoming it is inspirational to me. So I think you said two words there or two two slants on it that I want to you said, you know, put a lot of emphasis on the old timers or mm-hmm. or tend to. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we I think we do tend to. I think initially mm-hmm. when I heard somebody had 30 years, mm-hmm. I almost got down on my knees and bowed down to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've been around long enough in the program to realize um, it's not the years. Mm-hmm. It's the mileage. Mm. And I think the tendency of newcomers is to come in and say, well, they got 30 years. I'm going to listen to every word they say and do everything they do. Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen that in action. It's not necessarily the best plan. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, You know, I think I think when when we look at. You know, and, and, and I really think that that statement underlines it. It's not the years. It's the mileage. It's what are you doing in the program? Right. You know, there is a. There is a guy that I know, he's got seven years, <clears throat> and he's barely worked the steps, right? right? And, and yes, he's sober, and yes, he's in the program, and yes, he goes to meetings, but he hasn't worked the steps, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it's, it's, so I guess my tongue-in-cheek is, you know, there are times I have learned more from, you know, a guy with 30 days, mm-hmm than with 35 years right you know does that make sense it does indeed you know i mean i treat sobriety as like school for the soul right and if i'm if i'm in a classroom and you know i'm certainly gonna hang on every word the professor says because i'm assuming he knows a lot more than any kid in the class but when we break out into groups it's really the kid in my group that I'm gaining the most knowledge from because they're at the same level than me as me and and we're both striving for the same thing but we learn how to learn together so I mean yeah you know I really like that and and, I mean part of me well I think back to this guy Mike not you Mike there was an there was another Mike in AA, trust Whoa, me. Well, really? Well, there, this is years ago. That should be right? illegal. This is years ago. And he was so quiet in meetings. And you would only share like one out of every 10 meetings. So I was talking to him after the meeting one time. I'm like, dude, man, I said, I get so much out of your shares. Why don't you share it every meeting? You know? Hmm. And he looked at me. He goes, yeah, there's a bunch of old timers here that they have a lot more important stuff to say. And I'm like... Like my heart was crushed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I learned from you, mm-hmm. and and excuse me. Part of that is because I know what it's like to have 30 days sober. Mm-hmm. I've been there a lot. Mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. 
I can't relate. I don't know what 20 years feels no, like. No, I have no idea. I mean, I just don't. Right. You know? And and I see guys with, with or and gals with, with 20 years, and they're not out doing work anymore. They're, mm-hmm. they're in the uh, comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like retired AAers. Mm-hmm. They haven't done service work in years. You know, and I'm like, I'd rather be with the with the people that are out there grinding it, mm-hmm. that are working on their sobriety every single day, that are trying to sharpen their pencils. That's right. And, you know, there are there are both. I mean, there are those that are both. My sponsor is a living example. Your sponsor is a living example. Yeah. They're still on the front line. They're still going to newcomer meetings. Amen. They're still, You're exactly right. You know, but now, again, are they the exception are, or are they, are they the old timers? I don't know. Yeah. I think they're in their teens, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so, right. Oh, yeah, we're I don't know. I, and, and I'm not... Trust me, I'm not dogging old timers. All I'm saying is, when working with newcomers, the the natural tendency mm-hmm. is to say, I mean, there's no hierarchy in no. AA. There, there's no level of promotion. There's no seniority, right? It's no like, belt, no belt colors. <laughs> I love that, dude. You're so you're so smart. Sometimes there's no belt colors, right? And so many times the newcomers come in, and they're like, oh my god, I'm going to drip on every word. That that thirty years says. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the thirty years out having affairs, mm-hmm. he's screwing around in his business affairs. Mm-hmm. He's not living the program, right. right? He's not living the benefits of the program, but he's got that belt or that coin right. Right. that says thirty years. So everybody bows down. So, so let me ask you this: How do you pull the veil down? I mean, how do you look behind the curtain and see who's pulling the triggers, Oz? So that's a good question. That's probably not as easy to answer as you would like. Um, at least I think. You know, I think there's value in keep coming back, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen value in, you know, and you know, again, it's coming back and being involved in the same group. That's where I see value because you can get to know people mm-hmm. and see how they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see the dude leaving with another girl at the end of each meeting, you, you, you've got your own indicators versus the guy who's hanging around cornering the new guy that walked into the room. Is that so you're kind of yeah, seeing? Yeah, I, I think it's somewhat of a slippery slope because then we're sitting there judging people, right? Right. And and I don't want to judge people, but I mean, especially newcomers, if you're trying to find a sponsor, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 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 you're using time as your qualifier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And hey, Mikey, how long you got? Jim, how long you got? Dave, how long you got? I'm going to take the longest, mm-hmm. right? And and there's guys that do that, mm-hmm. and and I'm saying that's not the best move. Got it. I think you want to look for somebody that, you know, that, you know, over the course of several meetings proves their interaction, they're engaged, they have a quality commitment to the big book, mm-hmm. that they're familiar with the big book, mm-hmm. that they, I'm not saying you got a big, big book quote thrower, mm-hmm. right? But you got to have worked the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and mm-hmm. you got to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't just I, I wouldn't just bow down to the first thirty five year years of sobriety. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't. I, I I've seen it not work out. Right. I've I've also seen people, Glenn, that are sober outside the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. like just and they're involved in no program at all. They're just they just don't drink. Right now, for me, I can't. I needed more. For me, I needed more. I needed. I needed to to figure out all those things that caused me to drink and, and get ship my, right my ship, you know? Um, so, but I guess my point is there is value in that 35 year sober guy, whether you're buying into his entire persona or 
you're just hanging on to, okay, what did I do to get through this stressful situation yesterday to not drink, right? So. Yeah, I think there's, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I think you can be successful in spite of. Right. You know, and I think there's guys out there like this seven-year guy. I mean, doesn't work the program. His life could be so much better right. than what he's doing today if only he worked the program. Right. Right. And I think that's the same with some of those 35-year guys that, you know, if they had really committed and worked the program mm -hmm. diligently, mm -hmm. again, I don't want to come off like I'm judgmental, right? But, you know, there's a guy I know, and I, I knew him 10 years ago. He used to come around. And I used to see him three times a week at meetings. And he, he probably hasn't been to a meeting in five years. Mm -hmm. But I see him around church. Mm -hmm. And he is one of the most quality guys. Mm -hmm. And I just love that guy. Mm -hmm. And everything he touches has quality and caring and empathy and passion for people and serving. And what can I do? And I, I said to him one time, you know, we, he and I were at some function together just by chance. I'm like, dude, I'm seeing you around. He goes, he goes, no, he said, I'm living my purpose elsewhere. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's great. You know, I, I, I can't do that. I still have to be plugged in. Well, you know what I, you know what I heard you say though, and it really, really resonated with me is, and it, it goes back to in the reading of how it works on pages 58, 59 in the big book, where it says, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you're ready to take these certain steps, right? If you want what we have. What I heard you say, correct me if I'm wrong, is find the guy, gal in that room that you want what they have, right? And so that's very non-judgmental. I'm not judging what they don't have. I'm just embracing, I want to be, see, I want to hook my caboose to your engine because I want what you have, and I'm willing to go to any length to get it. So <clears throat> I think that's great. I just want to share how I picked my first temporary sponsor in 2003 <laughs> because I wanted what he had. What did he have, Glenn? Okay. So I'm in, I'm in rehab on the oceanfront, Pacific Ocean, and this temporary sponsor came in. And we had a bunch of temporary sponsors come in. But I, I wanted what this guy had. Mm -hmm. He dressed sharp. He had a great watch on, great shoes, convertible BMW. And I said to myself, that guy qualifies to be my temporary sponsor. I wanted what he had. Mm. Now, that was then not the not the way to go about it. My sponsor today I pick has a good golf game. Yeah, I want what he has. <laughs> no, but he he has a way of living. In yeah. fact, there's times today because I I talk to him all the time and I know what he's going through when I watch him, and and I, he just does. He lives the right way even when it's painful, mm -hmm. even when it costs the money, you know, even when it's the hard way, he goes the right way. And there's times today, as much as I think I'm living similar to him, mm -hmm. I'm like, I want what he has. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm on the right path to get it. There was a guy that came in the rooms, uh, and this goes back maybe about three and a half years ago, and he came in the room and he, he talked about the program in practical life and how it was like a Ferris wheel and and how you no, I'm telling you how it was a Ferris wheel and and you had to embrace when you were up you had to appreciate when you were up on the top car and you had to appreciate and understand when you were at the bottom where all the garbage was and the smell of the diesel and the residue of puke from other riders and you had to know 
that it was going to go back up again. I wanted what that guy had because he was taking the program and putting it into practical explanation that I could grasp onto and it made sense to me. And here we sit. Well, the most important part about that story, because I remember that story, I remember hearing that story, is, um, in fact, I think he had a picture. He and, had a picture. And it had these big gold cars. I think he called it the first wheel or whatever, but these big gold cars. And it's who's in those cars with you. Right. Right. You know, and, and nowhere does it say you got to have 30 years sobriety to get in that car. Right. Right. So it sounds like I'm dogging old timers. And I, I, dude, I'm really not. Well, I, th- I think, again, what I'm hearing I'm just saying, is, what don't I'm use hearing that you as say your is, initial filter. right, go, go for what it is that you want to aspire to be. And, and sometimes I aspire to have the energy of somebody and the determination and the appreciation of a 30-dayer. A 30-dayer is so appreciative of what they've got. And what a great reminder to me that has a couple more days than 30 days. What a great, I need to continue to appreciate everything that I have right now, because my failure to appreciate what I have right now is going to take me back to where I don't want to be. So I'm just writing this down. I think I just set a new aspiration for myself and I'm spitballing. So I'm probably going to hurt myself. Mm -hmm. I want to have 30 years sobriety and still be as hungry as a 30 dayer. Right. And still be grinding it out and still be in love with this program, in love with the steps, in love with serving others, you know, as, as people do when they have their pink cloud. Not that I have a pink cloud because I don't. Um, I do, but I'm parked there. I'm living my I know. Pink How cloud. do you do yeah. that? That's there's, amazing. There's nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with it. No. I, just can't, I just can't get to the pink cloud every single day. And death, death comes and, and challenges in life, but the appreciation of what I have... I'm reminded of Amen, when I, ma'am. and that's just by going to meetings. Keep coming back. Just Dude, this keep gave going. Me chills. Back. That is amazing. And so it doesn't matter if you have 30 years or, or three years. You can find that that point and that piece. Right. 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 So I love that. So I'm sorry. That was a long intro. That was it. Yeah. So now <laughs> we're going to start. What a kick off. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Silver Dot <laughs> Coffee. So I'm so sorry. What are the four key? Let's really focus. All right. What if are your I four had, key nuggets? If, if I had four pieces of advice to give to somebody, we've touched on them already. I would say, A, embrace sobriety, acknowledging the pain of change while finding gratitude, therefore appreciation in the glory of the new. Now, that's a long sentence. but That is a long sentence. Can the, you say that again? Sure. Embrace sobriety, acknowledging the pain of change while finding gratitude, therefore appreciation in the glory of the new. So it's just acknowledge so you can appreciate. Living a better life. Number two, acceptance is the secret sauce. Learn it, live it. Number three, treat sobriety as school for the soul. Master your mind. And then last, allow yourself to think. Learn to process your thoughts. It is the best it is the best way to figure out what step, what right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. So I think we need to do a whole episode on thoughts and thinking and all that stuff. I think yeah. that'd be really valuable. Yeah. Um, but I think what, what I just wrote down on that last one about thoughts is to process them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to participate in them. Right. No, you don't. You don't have to sign up and... and you know, it goes back to what I joke about on Facebook. 
you know, I saw a post, and we all know if it's on Facebook, man, it's it must real. be true. It's it's real. It, it, you know, it said, um, it said your thoughts and feelings are valid. Act on them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that was my problem for 50 years. <laughs> you know, it's a lot better to you know process thoughts and say, hey, I can be an observant. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a participant. Right. As an old timer, give me your give me your two two or three words of wisdom for a newcomer. So I'm not an old timer, but do you want me to call one up? <laughs> no, man, I'm not an old timer. Um, <clears throat> but my my thoughts for newcomers are one is surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to surrender and say, I'm going to try it another way. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what? It's not going to work for a while. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, and, and I use this analogy or metaphor, it's like trying to live life as a left-hander mm-hmm. when you've been a right-hander your whole life. It is awkward at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It is hard. There's going to be days that you want to say, F this, untie my right hand. I want to use my mm-hmm. right hand. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of using my left hand. My left hand doesn't work. I remember when my I used to be able to do this right-handed. It was great. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so one is surrender and just say, hey, man, I'm going to sit here and sweat it out right now, and I'm going to suffer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be miserable for the next hour. That feeling's going to go away, you know, but I'm going to sit through this because I am committed to being a left-hander because mm-hmm. um, my right hand gets me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one. You know, you know, another one is get in the pool. You know, I love the people that criticize things in life, right? You know, I love the people that sit in the bleachers and yell at the players that are on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Um, you know, don't, don't sit on the bleachers, get in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever learned how to swim by going to a seminar. Mm-hmm. You learn how to swim by getting in the pool. You know, go to AA bowling. You know, I know it's boring. I've been to AA bowling. You know, it's not my fave. Mm-hmm. But I met some great people, and I surrendered, and I was humbled. And you know what? I actually had fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so come around, get involved, you know, participate, get in the pool. Um, Lastly? Be patient. Be patient. Doesn't it? You're, you're, I found that my alcoholism was progressive. It mm-hmm. got worse over time. And I also found that my recovery is progressive. It gets better every day. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Be patient. Don't beat yourself up, man. No way, man. Hey, thanks, old timer. <laughs> Thank you for dialing into our show today. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, someday, you know, who knows if we'll be old timers. But, uh, but if we are, we'll be uh, as eager and teachable as 30-dayer. Right now, I'm rocking it as a 30-dayer. I love it. All right. Love you, brother. All right. Take see care, you man. next week. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.